fellow citizens of the comedy film nerd universe. <laughs> I thought you were going to say university. Sure. The yeah. comedy film nerd university, CFNU. How's everybody at the state university? We're accredited. We're in room 228. Oh, hey, buddy. Episode 228. Yeah. It's um, get out your syllabi, kids, and your highlighters, because today's going to be. You're going to school. You're going to school. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about the Expendables, finding Vivian Meyer. I have an asylum update, thanks to you fans. Mm. Um, we're going to do another ad from Kickstarter and talk about some DVDs and then do a special extra review of Locke that you just saw. Just saw Locke. That'll be fun. Um, and we got an amazing guest today. Yes, we do. And I want to thank everybody who came out to the shows that I just did in Minneapolis. Um, that was a lot of fun and did stand up at Acme and then, uh, Doug loves movies at the women's club of Minneapolis, this theater that was built in 1927, which I love old mm -hmm. theaters. They claim that it is haunted by tiny Tim cause he died there. Oh. So, um, what I happened? I, I think he tripped through the tulips. I think that's what happened. Oh <laughs> is he a tiny ghost? Yeah. He's a tiny ghost. No, you're just a ukulele floating yeah. around. <laughs> And high pitched. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that was so fun. There was a lot of um, film nerd fans that were at that show, which was which mm. was great. And uh, or were there? Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, there was a lot of film nerd aberrations that were there. <laughs> that were Some of our best guests <laughs> are deceased ghosts. <laughs> I guess that's redundant. Deceased ghosts. <laughs> um, so yeah, thanks everybody who. Uh, came out to that um what else should we talk about the podcast festival um hotels are going quickly yes there are still a few left at the discounted rate but uh you gotta you gotta get them quickly you gotta get them quickly um we have uh a code on our website right on the a link to the tickets the tickets for the festival yeah and then if you go to lapodfest.com you can click through and get the discounted hotel from ranks. Right. And we are going to be adding, um, we're going to live video stream the whole festival. Yes, we're working on setting up that yeah. apparatus right now. As we speak. That should be done <laughs> in the next week or so. And, uh, oh, we got to announce this. We got Earbuds t-shirts. Oh, we're, yeah. We're, yeah, we're doing pre-sales. Right now, we have the t-shirts. I'm looking at the boxes right now. Mm -hmm. And for 40 bucks, you get the t-shirt that we'll ship out right now. And when the movie's done, we'll send you the download. The artwork was done by film nerd fan Paige Branson. In Baltimore. In Baltimore. Don't pronounce the T. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it doesn't Is that true? Yeah, that's, yep. they all say oh, Baltimore. I've never heard that. You know what before. people don't realize about Baltimore? It's just like The Wire. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> she, yeah, she's selling Pandemic. Um, and that's, there's bodies everywhere. And between that, she had the time <laughs> to do some comic book art. To do some comic right. book art. Right. So, yeah, these shirts are amazing. You got you to gotta check them out in the store. And uh, it's the artwork's awesome. They did, And uh, Angela Warner at Estoy Merchandise did a wonderful job with them. Yes. So they look great. So it's a way to get your shirts. and American made, too. Yeah. Suck it. Yeah, you drop the A like you're supposed to. American yeah, made. American yes. made. Just like doing America. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So get that, get your earbuds swaggery. Mm -hmm. um, Take your country back and buy a t shirt. Yeah, there you go, <laughs> assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Take your country back. One t shirt at a time, brother. One t shirt at a time. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Well, let us formally introduce our guest. Yes. Um, you've heard her velvety, beautiful voice. Ladies and oh gentlemen, Miss <laughs> uh, Janet Varney is here in the Nerd Cave. Comedian, podcaster, and voice of Cora on Legend of Cora. Hello. <laughs> I said that I was answering a phone. Yeah. Hello? Hello? Uh, Hello? Can I help you? I don't think anyone's there, guys. <laughs> Are we taking our first caller? <laughs> I don't understand the show. <laughs> Oh, guys. But first, I want to tell our listeners, too, that we saw you at Comic-Con. I saw you um, signing when it was uh, the Legend of Korra, like you had a fair amount of the cast there. And, you know, it was this huge line. I'm like, oh, well, let me just, you know, walk by. And uh, um, it was literally an hour later after I had done some shopping and walked around. You were still signing for the fans. It was really Yeah, it was cool. a long one. It was really nice. It was fun. Yeah, it was cool because we, we did have so many extra cast members. Usually it's just mm -hmm. PJ and David Faustino and me. And then Mike and Brian, the creators. But um, this year we had Mindy Sterling and John Michael Higgins, and actually PJ mm -hmm. wasn't there. But those two are so funny. 
what I just remembered when you were describing that was that there was a Nickelodeon photographer there and there was this sort of weird glass cube that that was, again, transparent. And she was taking a bunch of pictures inside of it. And so then we just started horsing around, like pretending to be smashed up against the wall. <laughs> the glass cube. But what I was thinking was, oh, God, I'm afraid to ever see those pictures because it is one of those things where in the moment you get really giddy with really funny people around you. And then don't think about the fact that, like, whatever stupid bits you're doing for the photographer will live forever. So that's what I just thought was like, oh, no. I just remembered, like, all the faces I was making and, like, when's that stuff going to be available to the public? should be instant. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. It's actually, I don't even think it's up. Maybe because it was a Nickelodeon photographer. Maybe mm-hmm. Nickelodeon saw them and were like, well, oh, dear God, burn those. Yes. <laughs> that how <laughs> photography works? You have yes. to burn things? And they're, yes. you know, Nickelodeon, right. they're still using film. So yeah, exactly. And- yeah. There's a lot of problems with yeah, that yeah. whole photo shoot. So I know, it really was. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and you've been doing your podcast, uh, JV Club. Mm-hmm, and I'm so excited to do it at LA Podfest. It's at noon on Saturday. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, and I'm just getting ready. I mean, really, it's winding down, boys of summer. I that was so in. fun. I snuck in Grandma Wood. Actually, your episode comes out this week. I don't know when this uh, comes Little out. It'll be today. Oh, okay. Today. So in two mm-hmm. days, you can listen to Graham's episode. It was. You can download it for free. It was such a cool thing. I, to- I think I told you that I felt like I came over to do study trig, do trig homework, and then we ended up just like talk because you play these games. Like, I just, it was, I really, it was like, High school in the best sense. Like, yeah. did you fail your test the yeah, next day? I blew it off. You know, I, I, I paid the <laughs> worth I, it. I paid the smart kid to take the test. <laughs> That's the way nice. to do it. That's the way to get smart. Um, no, wait, I bullied him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. there you go. As long as you didn't do the work, God forbid. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it was really fun. So that's perfect. So, so check that out, guys. It comes out on Thursday. It's free on iTunes on the Nerdist Network. You sure ask these Stitcher. very sort of in-depth questions, but not... About trigonometry. About trigonometry, <laughs> but not in a... Um, it's, it's the beautiful thing about podcasting. It wasn't an interview. You and I were just having a conversation where you were asking me a bunch of kind of... Very pointed questions. Yeah, well, yeah but even, but even point, <laughs> pointed has a negative connotation because yeah. pointed is like, not like well, where were you? Right. You know, like... <laughs> Every one of my questions for Graham starts out like this. Isn't it true yeah. that you... It's very confrontational. Oh, this is brutal. Very confrontational. Yeah, she has her dog yeah. staring at Please me. Please answer the question. Yeah. Don't avoid yeah. what I'm saying. Um, no, it was really... It was really... It's really, it's a really cool show, so I recommend everybody to, to yeah, listen to it. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, it's awesome. JV Club. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Why would going yep. to a Muppet? Nope. Work it. Snaps. I did it where I made it even more Muppety. Yeah. yeah. No, it's Hashtag work it. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, let's uh, talk about some uh, motion pictures. Yes. I need to talk about The Expendables 3. Okay, you Chris. Uh, I have to, to talk Chris about it. Chris has been on this bandwagon now, since people the ask me, oh, like, well, why, why are okay. you excited about The Expendables? And here's why in a nutshell. It's the year 2014. And yet, I get to watch a new 80s action movie. <laughs> Get That's that. why <laughs> I get that, and I will say I did. St- I did sort of stumble through the first two, but I, I don't. It reminds yeah. me of when you went to the Maid Cafe in Tokyo, right? And they took you to one that was like kind of, and you're like, no, no, no. Biggest, loudest, biggest, dumbest, dumbest, loudest one. Yeah, not one that's taking it seriously. No, no, no. The one no, no. for the tourists. Yeah. Oh, oh, and then that's yeah. You then want we, this one, and yeah. then that's also when we went to the robot restaurant, which right. is the biggest, loudest, <laughs> dumbest. This all thing. sounds wonderful. Oh, yeah, you have it was to. amazing. Yeah, I'm dying to go to Tokyo. I've never oh, been. It was experience of a lifetime. I'm going back. I know this you're week. going back. Oh, it's crazy. So cool. I know. I'm mad at you I, still. I forgot. I, I forgot to carry that anger with me <laughs> after the podcast. I forgot how angry I was and jealous. Now so. I'm now it's back it's back, but so. I didn't feel like the first one was that funny. Not to no, and it, steal the, your thunder. The thing but about the second the, one, they, they were like, "Oh, this should be funnier." Is that that's exactly what happened. The yeah. first one, they weren't really sure in the tone. Like, should we make this more serious action with a couple jokes, or is it no? This is kind of camp. Right. And I thought the second one because Sylvester Stallone didn't direct it. Um, they got it completely right. The second one was the best one. It was, the second one was really the Empire Strikes Back of the Expendables trilogy. Uh, oh my God, they're so lucky that you just made that comparison. They'll never get a better compliment yeah, that's it. than that. That's it. That's really. That is. The it's most. really the Christoph Krzyzlowski's blue yeah, really of the is. trilogy um, of the red, white, and blue trilogy. So that, uh, is the most, <laughs> that is the robot restaurant of comparisons. Yes, that's exactly say. right. <laughs> 
and that's with these movies. You got to take them with a grain of salt. You really have to go in knowing what you're getting into. And uh, I think more than one grain. You gotta yeah. dig a salt lick. Yeah, yeah, yeah because full. it's okay. it's one of those movies there's bullets are flying everywhere. It's an eighties action movie. There's no blood. Um, you know, Antonio Banderas has machine guns in both hands with apparently no recoil to them at all sure. when he's firing them. Magic magic, um, magic guns. bullets. Endless, endless bullets, bullets, no one reloads. And um, reloading's for pussy. Yeah. I mean, let's be <laughs> and when you have a wave of enemy soldiers coming at you, and then when Sylvester Stallone goes, um, "There's another wave coming in," you know that's the exact same actors just coming in again to Correct. do another shoot. Right. Um, you know because you have one actor <laughs> who's playing. It's not the same footage. Yeah, yeah. You have one actor who's playing. You know, soldier one, soldier four, soldier seven, helicopter pilot. Right. You know that's that's right. just one guy that's doing all of that, and. <laughs> watching this movie and then this occurred to me as i'm watching i'm like that actor next to mel gibson looks familiar there are two actors in expendables that are in asylum what (laughs) no way yes and i'm like how do i recognize these actors and i only thought there were there was one so i put on facebook name the actor that's in uh, both the new Expendables movie and asylum and um people started giving in multiple answers there's actually two um, Bulgarian actors that are in uh, both that have like one line or whatever. But here's the thing about this movie. There's a ton of stars in it, obviously, 80s action stars. Mel Gibson plays a great villain. Not as good as Jean-Claude Van Damme, but it's impossible to look at Mel Gibson in a movie thinking, God, it's, what an asshole. You know, that kind of yeah. like, kind of like you can't really separate it as much, but he, um, but he reminds you too of why you liked him in the 80s because he, he's playing an 80s uh, action villain right and uh, was also a current racist yes <laughs> and uh, and there's just so awesome. many people in this That's movie so great and, and uh, a villain. you know <laughs> well he's actually yeah, how, how, how else are, are you going to cast that? him at this point yeah. you know that's, right that's about what else it. could you do but, uh, i saw that beaver movie yeah <laughs> Puppet Beaver. I saw that Beaver movie. Yeah, I didn't see that one. That was I just that, man, well, not the not the other Beaver. Man movie without a face. Be, yeah. I remember that one. It was like it's hard to be sympathetic oh, yeah. on him with him yeah. now. Like, but I, I'm watching the movie, and really, there's no there's no where else you can go after Expendables two. There's not much. I'm like, okay, bullets, guys. You know, jokes about aging, and then they added like a bunch of new younger actors to kind of like take the place of the Expendables, but then. You know what's going to happen. The old team still comes back and like shows these young whippersnappers how it's done. And uh, the one who almost steals the movie too is uh, Antonio Banderas. He's absolutely hysterical in this movie. He uh, keeps submitting fake resumes because they keep turning him down. So every time he like s- keeps submitting resumes, then when they meet him again, I'm like, oh, it's you again. Stop submitting resumes to be an expendable. Um, and there is not a lot of backstory or character development. Whoa, 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 yeah, whoa. I know wait, you're going to find this hard Chris. to believe. Wait. I know you're going to find this hard to believe. You're like, it's not like, well, maybe they'll go in a different direction or set something up. And I'm like, no, no, this, this is pretty much it. Just find some ruins, some tanks, and some uh, sure. fake uh, guns and put Bad some helicopters with in. guys Yeah, yeah. Will, will, will yeah. You I mean, they, they yeah, made right? a couple really funny jokes, like, like uh, when Mel Gibson is like, what? How hard is it to kill 10 men? You'd think by now you'd at least wound one of them. You know? So there's a lot of like insider jokes like that that are kind of fun. Uh, Wesley Snipes is funny in it. And uh, and how much but, do people get paid? I know this is probably something you've discussed before, but when you have a movie like this, how much are people agreeing to get paid? That's a do great you know? question. I don't know because you've got a, such a huge cast yeah. and you wonder is it like, is it a most favored nations kind of thing where you everyone kind of gets the same? Or is it like, does Antonio Banderas get a little bit more than Wesley Snipes? Like, do you, how, who knows? Wow. I, I don't know how you would even. I don't know how you do, do that. that. Or do you just go? Or does Kelsey Grammer get some crazy amount of money for like three scenes? Who, who knows uh, how they do it? All I know is, you know. Uh, Sylvester Stallone probably got a fair amount of money. Yeah, because it's kind of like, yeah, he's like he's one of the heirs of the franchise. But it really is the kind of movie. The second one's definitely my favorite. But this is the kind of movie go in expecting a big, dumb, loud '80s action movie, and you won't be disappointed. Okay. And you need no backstory. You need zero backstory. You can walk into any of these mid whatever and the go. Other, oh. The interesting thing about these like movies too, like yeah, mid movie, and just it, go, oh, it, this is the. See if you can for half price just yeah, do the just second half of the movie. See if you can catch up. It'll and still figure be out fine. What's going on? Yeah. And I really think too, this is the. It's such a specific audience. These movies, like if you don't have that '80s action movie as a reference. I can see how you wouldn't be able to sit through any of these. Mm-hmm. Well, the like, thing is, who are all these old people in this action that makes no sense? 
right. that kind of thing. That I wonder is that it didn't do that well this opening weekend. No. It did $16 million according to IMDb. <clears throat> so I wonder. There is a little controversy on that number though. How so? And the reason is, is because um, a DVD quality uh, print of the film was leaked early from an insider at Lionsgate and it got millions of downloads all oh. over the world. So mm. they're wondering if that actually hurt the piracy or did people just not want to go see the movie? I mean, one of these things is like, how can you prove it either way, really? Well, I mean, I, well, yeah, I think you kind of could. I don't know. Though. Millions of downloads seems like yeah. it doesn't seem like the movie that you need to see again. But, yeah. but were, those mo- were those people going to see the movie anyway? You don't know. Well, I think. I bet they would have. I bet you they would have. Because, okay, well, like, then, if, for example, someone offered me that, I would be like, no, thanks. Right. <laughs> Then you and guys then have made it a bit more movie, definitive, actually. Now you're yeah. kind of convincing me, like, yeah, that probably did hurt the... Yeah. So it had yeah, a great opening weekend, just not financially. Right? Yeah. <laughs> In terms yeah. of just eyeballs. Yeah. So yeah. It's like I mean, our business. It's got a lot of downloads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so exactly. definitely there was, um, there was interest in the film before it came out. <laughs> uh, it generated a fair amount of online buzz. Mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. The, uh, so, um, and of course, you know, the... What we always say is, please don't pirate or download don't movies. Do you that, have to pay you for your movies that you want to see. But Expendables um, 3. Yeah. <laughs> here's, here's the thing. If you did do that, <clears throat> then you need to pay your penance and go spend money on an indie film. That, right. I like That's that. Fair. I like That's that. fair. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Robin Hood it. I can, I can mm-hmm. hide behind some Robin mm-hmm. Hood rationalization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just bullshit. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go rent Copland. Gold. What yeah. if people misunderstood and were like, so then I rented Robin Hood Prince of Thieves, Graham. And why would, why would I be giving... That's not what he meant. That's yeah. not what he meant. Why am oh, I giving that money? Don't oh. see, actually, really don't see that, for sure, yeah. guys. Mm-hmm. If you feel like... If you hadn't seen it, you don't yeah. need to see it. If you did that again, then you need to give money to charity. Yeah, yeah. then it really... Yeah. And donate blood. Like, you really... <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, it's compounding. It's a compounding situation. Give money to ALS. Yeah. yeah. Do that. Yeah. Do the bucket thing. Um... All right, so let's talk about um, Janet. You saw Finding Vivian Meyer. Yeah, I don't. I can't remember. To be totally honest with you, it might have come out a long time ago. I'm really sorry, but I right. feel like I remember it being a new and noteworthy in iTunes. It was a. I. It probably was a straight to um, streaming kind of thing. But well, the thing about documentaries is that I mean, technically they. Like it came out technically last year, but when by the time you, it rolls around actually, to actually yeah, get to when see the, it, when the, anyone can watch it, because I'm sure it was like at a festival, this right, and that, right? Um, but I feel like I saw it the second it came up because I had seen trailers for it, and I was mm. like, I can't wait for this, and that um, counts. Right? Yeah, it And counts. <laughs> so I watched it, and I loved it. I thought it was so fascinating. It's a really interesting, genuine mystery about these phenomenal photographs that are discovered by this young guy. And actually, shout out to Charlie Siskel, who is very much in the kind of comedy community. He's like a producer on Andy Daly's show on Comedy mm-hmm. Central. He used to work for with Paul and me on Dinner in a Movie. Um, and he directed the film, uh, co-directed it with, with the guy John that, Maloof. with John Maloof, so who found exactly the photos. So story. John Maloof is th- this kind of guy who is very into grabbing auction stuff and uh, but has like a pretty discerning eye and um, he bid on I think like initially I feel like it was just like a crate of undeveloped film because he's really interested in Chicago and like old historic pictures of the of Chicago and stuff like that and he started developing these negatives um, and he was like huh and they are phenomenal like they're incredibly great and he knew that like the photographer's name was Vivian Meyer. So, and he's not a photography buff. So in his mind, he was like, oh, okay. So this is just this famous photographer or this must be well-known in Chicago photographer or something. And so he starts kind of like poking around and there's nothing. Like, I think he Googles her name and there's nothing. And he's like, who is this person? And so the film is really this unfolding of him trying to find out who this woman was and why she never showed a single photograph really to anyone. And there's, and then it turns out to be, there's like a hundred thousand negatives. Like he ends up connecting the dots and getting a hold of all of her stuff. Cause some people that she used to, I won't give it away, but Mm -hmm. people that she used to be in their lives, they had saved all of her stuff in a storage unit. Um, But she was also like a pack rat bit of a hoarder. So he ends up with all this stuff and is trying to kind of make sense of it all and using it to sort of help him put the, put the patchwork quilt together of of who this woman was and find people who knew her. And, um, I just was, I 
I gobbled it up. I thought it was such an amazing documentary. It's so interesting. That's so amazing. And the art itself is beautiful. And now it's, it's her stuff is white. being so, mm-hmm. and well, some of it's color, I think. And a lot of it is being sold now in galleries, like I think all over the world. That, that yeah. kind oh, of very stuff. Cool. That is so, and I, I love when documentaries <clears throat> are hatched that, that just sort of happen. Yeah. Like, well, we'll just do this thing. And it's like, well, we got to figure it out and you're on. So you're, you're going on the journey with the filmmaker totally as they like get the thing in the mail or whatever you experience that with them. It's, it's, it's such an amazing, um, thing. So that's cool. Check it out. Finding Vivian Meyer. I'm sure it's, it's one of those documentaries too, that I'm sure as he was shooting, wasn't even sure what he was going to find. Yeah. I mean, they did a really great job of, uh, the way they roll out the interviews with the people who knew her. It really does have this kind of interesting arc on its own too. So I think there was also a lot of, you know, afterthought of when they had all the footage and kind of going, okay, how do we want to right. tell the, this stuff that we've, that we found um, mm-hmm. because they're able to kind of create that same, which sometimes you don't get in a documentary as much, even though it's cool to be on that mm-hmm. journey. They create like a kind of a great save the cat arc too, in a way where you are sort of like, Oh, this, this, Oh, 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 uh Oh, okay. <laughs> really? Oh, okay. Well, I guess. All right. Well, like it resolves itself kind of, but there's a really interesting third act where you're like, oh, <laughs> and that's really well done. You know, for that reason, it feels very complete. She so. finds Tiny Tim's ghost. That's right. Nice. That's right. I was <laughs> super freaked out when you said that. I assumed that you'd seen the documentary. Now I really don't know what to think. Um, yeah. So definitely a huge recommendation cool. for me. Excellent. Um, well, the other film that I uh, watched w- that's out on it's going to be it's out on DVD and now it's out on video demand is Lock. I finally got around to seeing that. We both wanted to see that. Yeah, yeah. This is that Tom Hardy in a car movie. It's it's basically there's three shots in the whole film. There's the shot of him getting in the car in the beginning, and then there's this kind of shot at the end that's sort of a wide pan. The rest of the movie is him in the car talking on speakerphone. He just had gotten a piece of news. I'm trying to think like what of of this I should tell you guys to. Basically, just the setup. He gets this this shocking kind of piece of news that really unravels his life, and he, well, he makes a decision that could potentially really unravel his life. And there's this ticking clock of he's a foreman, and there's some giant construction job like they're going to pour. They keep saying like whatever three hundred million metric tons or whatever it is. And this is the biggest pour in European history, and 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 everyone's like, they're building the Death Star. They're building the Death Star, and <laughs> and he's like, I can't be there tomorrow. And everyone's like, What the? F- you can't you can't be there? And he has to methodically explain why to his, all these people, his family, um, this guy that works underneath him, who's like like he's like now you're in charge, and this guy's. And he's like, yeah, you can do it. And it is such a, and, and w- in the choice that he makes, it, it, he, he starts kind of talking to himself in the car as you would, well, as I, I talk to myself in the car a lot, but, um, <laughs> I for sure do. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I always wear a headset. So mm-hmm. I don't look crazy. Smart. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just practicing a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm doing skits. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, that's even worse. Wear the headset. So people don't think you're an actor on your way to an audition. <laughs> Horrible. No, it's no. I'm crazy. It's yeah. better. Yeah, <laughs> you'd rather for sure. You'd rather in LA. <laughs> so, and he kind of reveals like one of the reasons why he's making this decision is it kind of comes out like didn't have the greatest relationship with his dad, and and it's sort of like, well, I'm doing the right thing in his mind, and and all this stuff, and so it's it's just, um. It's a, it's one of those movies that's just an amazing piece of acting mm. because he's acting while driving in and his, he's only reacting to voices. He's only reacting to voices. So they have, you know, I, I guess you'd call them amazing voice actors, but they're just they're and I'd love to know how they actually did it. I mean, I'm sure they just had them on cell phones doing their dialogue. Um and so it was really 
and he does I think he's such a great actor he does this amazing job of just he's this guy with this kind of good job regular life wife kids and it's all kind of but the thing I liked about it it wasn't like outlandish it wasn't like oh there's a terrorist or there's a bomb yeah, is it I mean forgive me for not knowing but is it like is it would you say it's drama or is it suspense or is it's it it's not is it it's, action it's, it's it doesn't a, sound no, no it's yeah. not action it's not yeah, suspense there's not some drama. crazy crime it's right. a thing that could happen in any one of our lives right okay. you know and how would you deal with that yeah um so that's what I like because when it first started I was does like does it feel gimmicky no oh wow it doesn't it that's, feel, a, that's, that's an achievement question. then that's yeah. how they did it they did it like if this happened to you and you told your friends the story, you'd be like, and so I had this, you know, three hour or two hour, whatever, two hour car ride. And in that car ride, I just had to make all the most difficult calls in my life. And you'd be like, oh man. And they, they like, when you tell the story, I, I had an acting teacher who would always say like, this is the day. Like, that's how you need, like, this is the day that you talk about where every, like, your life changed in, in huge ways. And so you're seeing this happen. You're seeing this regular guy. It's not a spy thing. There's none of that. Just how you would have to deal with this and what it uncovered and triggered about who he was. It's, it's an, it's an amazing performance. And I, I was, I was hesitant when it came in the theaters. Cause I was like, God, I love Tom Hardy, but two hours in a car. I mean, you know, but it's, it's, it's riveting because it's well-written and it is so realistic and human and he, you know, in these phone calls has this, he's trying to like keep it together and we can get through this mm. thing. And, you know, his business partners or whatever are going, what? Like, Oh my God, you're killing me. But I mean, don't say, right. but now I'm really excited. You to really see should it see I it. Don't and, and it's, it's, well, I, I have a question. Is Tom Hardy in a car? A better movie than Ryan Reynolds in a coffin? Yeah. Okay. Without a doubt. <laughs> Just for the very purpose Let of Let me tell you what I think it is, and I don't want you to tell me that I'm wrong. What I think it is is that Tom Hardy's character has decided to work at Hooters. It's a huge life change, and he has to explain to everyone why he wants to work at Hooters. But don't tell me if I'm right. I want to be surprised and or insmuggened. <clears throat> Not a word. I want to know the name of the character voice you were just doing. <laughs> that was a, I want everyone to know that this is a comedy voice. I'm not making a serious guess. This is the person who makes bad guesses and it feels like she's right. <laughs> Invented I, on the spot. I'm on board with this okay, character. Great, um, great. Yeah, this film I I cannot recommend. And also, I think it's intri- It's it's a good film to to watch at home. Mm-hmm. You know, like it. You know, we I, obviously we always. I'm a big proponent of seeing movies on the big screen. But this is one of those movies you didn't. You don't have to see it on the sure. big screen. And if you missed it's it, one shot. It is. It's one <laughs> shot. So there isn't a. Ama- there is actually the director does do some very cool camera work in terms of. In the car. In the car, and not overly stylized, but just how the reflections of the things he's driving past go mm. by him, just in sort of, and not like overly like me. I'm a I'm a director, you know. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't that, but just I was like, wow, that was really cool, and it and it subtly helped convey what this guy's going through. Yes, he's in his car. Yes, he's driving on the freeway. He's got to do all these phone calls, but he's he's going through mm. a, a huge life change. And and it then, when you're going through something like that, it changes your surroundings. Like you're viewing your surroundings differently in whatever the thing is that you're going through. And, and I think the director captured that. God, that's oh, so cool, cool Graham. Yeah. I can't wait to mm-hmm. see it. Check it out. Lock. Lock. So now- I wanted to give you guys an update on my movie Asylum because of other you. Other than the Expendables. Other game. than the Expendables, uh, two actors. No, I don't remember what Asylum is. <clears throat> oh, it's, it's a whole it's a, story a of a movie that I made. Our fans um, already know about it. Yeah. You made this movie. It was ridiculous. The whole. It got ruined in Bulga- uh, Bulgaria, and then they asked me to bring to come in and save it and make it a comedy, and then they stopped talking to me, and now um, somebody in South Africa found it on DVD. 
and uh, sent it to me. And he said, he said this great email. I was like, I've never seen anything like this. I have to watch it again because I'm not even sure what I just saw. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Because what they did is they, um, they did release the comedy version. So it's got Mike Schmidt and uh, another editor talking over the footage, making fun it's of it. It's got Dean Hagelin. It's got Dean Hagelin. Okay. I've got this, the sketch segments that I directed are in there. Um, they're cut up a little bit some random chopping, which is ridiculous. But the thing that they didn't do, they never rebranded the film as a comedy. So people are now getting it thinking it's a horror movie and then watching it. And and it was supposed to be rebranded as death of a horror movie because there's even in the movie, I have like, um, you know, there's shots of the poster, like as they're ruining the movie. Actually, I was able to get the poster and the shots in. So now people are getting this movie thinking it's a horror movie and then looking at it like, what, what's going on? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> so it's, it's unbelievable how they could even screw it up at the end. So at the end, I'm like, well, no, you, we made it a comedy. Now you're trying to trick people into thinking it's still a horror movie. Did you not want to pay to create another poster? And I think that's what it did. They didn't want to pay to create another uh, cover. This for is the where DVD. I wish we could get secret <clears throat> hidden cameras and record these. Oh my god, it, it would have been great if we could get. We'd have gotten cameras into After Dark Studios. It would have been absolutely like, hysterical. I can only imagine how, what they were talking, like what they were saying. Yeah, and I wish we could do like an MST3K then of that meeting, right? Yeah. <laughs> So, and then I saw on IMDb, because our fans are posting in the message boards, like, yeah, you got to listen to Mike Schmidt's um, story of the, uh, what it was like doing it. And then they said, I just told the whole story. And they give like the podcast episode numbers. This is in the IMDb message boards. And then somebody um, said that it's coming out in the UK, like in the fall. So people are checking release dates in each country to see if it's actually coming out. We got to go on a road trip. I know. We got to, we got to find it somewhere. I mean, it does sound like there's an opportunity for like the weirdest guerrilla marketing ever. (laughs) Just about what a shitstorm this has been. It's just like, uh, well, I'm going to be in Hong Kong and Beijing and uh, Shanghai. So if it's screening anywhere in those cities, I'm sure you'll like be able to find it. Yeah. On, you, yeah. either, on either side of you'll you. be able to find a non-pirated thing. copy there. I'm, I'm yeah. sure. Uh, <laughs> Somewhere. Yeah, I'm going to go into video stores and look. And well, it's see. definitely in Japan. Okay. It's called, they renamed it SWAT versus Devil. In oh, Japan. Amazing. <laughs> All right, Sanai, if SWAT yeah. versus Devil is yeah. playing while I'm there, yeah, you guys I think me. she already bought one. She's going to bring it to the podcast festival because oh. I want to see the Japanese cover. Amazing. Um, right. So somewhere there in the world, there is a movie floating around with Stephen Rea from The Crying Game, Mike Schmidt, myself, and Dean Haglund in it. Amazing. And, and a bunch of bald Bulgarian actors with horrible accents. Who are in The Expendables 3. And two of them are in The Expendables 3. So we know where they <laughs> shot that movie. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> that is so funny. I'm watching the I, Facebook feed. I was like, just name the one actor who's in both movies. And then multiple names start coming up. I'm like, wait a minute. You know what's going to happen? So there's like two. And then somebody even put, well, this guy, uh, does this count? He was one of the stunt doubles. I'm like, sure. <laughs> now it's three. Yeah. <laughs> the great thing about this now that we have this like global detective yeah. team. Yeah, seriously. On this. You know, years from now, After Dark is going to release a movie and use some of that footage in it. Absolutely. You know I mean? yeah. gonna, like five years from now, they're going to go, oh my God, I saw some after dark footage in, yeah. you know, Goblin <laughs> Trainer. Oh, <Yeah>. yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see Goblin <laughs> Trainer. <laughs> Goblin <laughs> Trainer. <laughs> That's the sequel. It also sounds yeah. like it might be a comedy. I'm yeah. so confused. <laughs> oh my god! It's a comedy, or is it? Yeah. <laughs> what? Goblin trainer? Why so. do you keep doing this? <laughs> so keep searching all over the world. You might find the movie before I do. This is the yeah. greatest who done it ever. I know. <laughs> we need to piece it together. I don't know. How do we? Well, we'll just keep giving you guys updates. Yeah, yeah. And actually, you guys are giving us updates, which is so awesome. You know, we got, you know, like, oh, sorry. I was gonna say, you know, what we should do at Podfest mm-hmm. since we're gonna do a video stream. We should show some clips of it, like from SWAT versus Devil or whatever version we have at Podfest. So anyone who does the video stream can watch SWAT versus Devil. Oh, I want to see if I can clear the rights to that because somebody still has them. I'll find <laughs> But I yeah, I want to see like a weird. <laughs> Almost like a thunderclap of a screening <laughs> yeah. that happens worldwide where everyone in the world is watching the same question mark movie yeah. with like Skyping or some sort of like. Oh, that's a great that, idea. Like, the idea a, of like everyone. We should have a global it, Skype party. Right? 
Yeah, that's a great that idea. That is a I great idea. I think that'd be really idea. cool. And like people would Let's talk about it. that and like press would hear about that and stuff, I think. Janet Farney, genius. Nice. Mm-hmm. We're going to set that up. Right. Done. Mm-hmm. Thunderclap. And I want to be a producer on Goblin Trainer. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Great. Well, we already have written a part for you. Oh! Yes. You're the Goblin Trainer scientists. Wonderful. Yeah. Started as a dolphin trainer. Of course. <laughs> yes. Wanted yeah. more of a challenge. Yeah. Then finally. Got into the dark arts. The dark- <laughs> then you start making guesses. And it sounds like a comedy voice, but you really are being sincere right. with your because questions. Because I happen to love both dolphins and goblins. <laughs> Every time you do that voice, everyone's like, oh, no. <laughs> Something bad's going to happen when she does her improv yeah. comedy voice. The music stab starts. This thing writes itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Goblin Trainer, summer 2016. Yeah. Side note, anyone who's ever writing a movie and says this thing writes itself has a stinker on their hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you feel, if you find yourself saying that, maybe throw that out and yeah. start over. Yes. <laughs> That's a sign the story uh, is trying to get away. That's yeah. right. It's writing itself. <laughs> Into cliche time. Yeah. <laughs> So now we actually have a, uh, a little ad read um, from one of, our, one of our Kickstarter backers for earbuds. This is Zach Gowan. Zach's got a nice little bar yeah, and grill out nice there little, in Georgia. It's a Locos. Locos <laughs> Grill and Pub. These are amazing accents. Yes. We're doing today, <laughs> Locos. These are sp- on beautiful San Simons Island. See? This is a German island? This is an Austria? Yeah, when you go, you go, papers, please? <laughs> Okay, so for your, in your mind, your also, and Austrians are also very tentative and confused. Yeah. Yes. Right. yes. I think you are the yeah. <laughs> But maybe you are. Would you like a beer or some hot wings? <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> this is where the Goblin Trainer rap party we're going to yes. have. It's in San, uh, San Simons Island in Georgia, locally owned and operated. We sling wings. Sling them. So you sling them, yeah. I will sling uh, your wings. <laughs> sling your wings. Uh, or perhaps you'd like your wings on the Russian front. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> Hogan. Oh, it's an episode of Hogan's Zero. And we have, they have top-notch burgers, great live music, and a vast beer selection. Delivery, takeout, and catering as well. Voted St. Simon's number one sports bar. I Is that a what, real island? Yeah. Georgia, I don't know why I didn't, for some reason, I didn't it's realize weird. There's that. all these amazing little islands off of, like, Georgia and South Carolina. And, and they, I didn't like, even know. These I knew about the islands in off South Carolina, but I did not know. Georgia's got them. And here you want, Locos. Here's what you should do, Zach. Have, if you can find, a asylum... <laughs> have a screening party <laughs> at Locos. Yeah, if you can find a DVD. You may have to import it from another country. If it's um, yeah. SWAT versus devil. Yeah, whatever. It'll still work. Uh, and, and then have a bunch of the... Here's what you do, Zach, at Locos, is then for that, then have a bunch of wings or sauce or whatever and name them after Asylum characters. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> no question. Got to do it. It's, it's one of the great things about the movie, too, is I gave everyone American names, but uh, so it's a bunch of Bulgarians with American names. You can call me yeah. Mike. Yeah, you can be like Tanner. My name is Tanner. Tanner. <laughs> Tanner. Tanner. Uh, so Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Tanner. So go to Locos Bar and Grill, you guys, and uh, support a local guy. That's what this yeah. what the show's all about, and podcasting is all about. Is is where you know we always say vote with your dollars, and we obviously mean like go to indie films and stuff like that. But this is a way, you know this this guy Zach's place, Locos, yep. uh, at this island in off of Georgia, is better than a big big crazy chain. Yeah, it's better than Hooters. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I'm just there's uh, no question about that. Yeah, I'm. I've never eaten at Hooters, but I'm going to guess it's better. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I will. I a hundred percent guarantee. And uh, if you go all the way to Zach's place, Locos. You get some wings, and you still, and you think that Hooters are better. I will personally reimburse you. <laughs> Fair enough. That purchase. I heard it here first. I will personally punch you in the face. Um, in what character voice would you do that? I'm not sure. I might be a whole new guy. Oh, yeah. I'd be a dude. Yeah. <laughs> face punching, face punching, face punching, face punching guy uh, in Saint Simon's Island, guy. Georgia. Oh, you, I'm gonna pinch your, <laughs> I'm gonna pinch your face so hard. I'm gonna pinch your baby's face. <laughs> you got an adorable cheek. So I could eat you up like a Christmas right. candy. Threatening, isn't it? It's very, very. Yeah. So you can check out Loco's Grill and Pub at Facebook.com. Uh, Loco Saint Simon's. Do it. 
Tell us how the wings are and have an asylum screening party. Yes, and uh, make sure you name every wing after a Bulgarian actor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These are the of, uh wings. People are like, I don't know. I, I don't can't. Know. Just bring me some wings. Are they sp- I need you to say the name of the wings, please. <laughs> yeah. I can't print. I don't. Bring me something with a lot of V's and T's in is it. it. Is it medium spicy? Can <laughs> I just get whatever guy's that? Like, so they oh, are, are the spicy. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. 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 Easy. (laughs) Good stuff. Shout out to Zach. Thank you, Zach. (laughs) All right. So let's talk about you uh, run SF Sketch Fest. I do. And you just did a, what would you call it? A summer? We called it the SF Sketch Fest Summer Social. Hello. Um, And it was uh, just four shows at the Castro Theater, which is this great 1400 seat, beautiful historic theater in San Francisco. Um, And yeah, we just, we like to do a little summer programming in part because I love being in San Francisco in the summer because it's foggy and beautiful instead of hot (laughs) and crispy and smoggy. Um, But we did a, uh, we did an anniversary screening, 35th anniversary screening of the Muppet movie, the original oh, Muppet movie. And Dave cool. Goles, who was a huge part of the Henson Company and originated Gonzo and, you know, puppeteered and voiced and did a bunch of stuff on Fraggle Rock and Labyrinth and Dark Crystal, all that Muppet show. Um, he's a Bay Area guy. So we've basically every year we're like, all right, what Henson thing can we do? Because we love him so much and we love having him out. And so this time he was able to actually bring uh, a, a Gonzo puppet and oh, cool. puppeteer the puppet and Aww. do a Q&A as himself With Gonzo. and also as Gonzo. So little kids got to like ask Gonzo. And I tweeted this, I but have done this little kid oh, yeah. could not, like he was so shy. As soon as the mic got into his hand, he just like could, he would, he would be like, ah, and then he would get shy and hide behind his parent and then get shy. And, and, uh, and Gonzo was like, uh, I'm on a meter. And um, <laughs> finally this little kid is like, uh, um, Gonzo, um, what exactly are you? <laughs> and he was like, the jury's still out. We don't really know. At, a, at some point, I thought it was from outer space, but that turned out not to be true. So it was just amazing. Yeah, this little kid ended up asking the question that, like, the entire audience erupted in applause because everyone was like, ooh, seriously, though? No one's ever asked yeah, that. Yeah, so it wait was a minute. Was they, Jim Henson retconned, um... Uh, Gonzo's alien origin. I'm not sure. (laughs) I just know that, yeah, I don't know the backstory on, I think that, I just, I think they never really resolved that. And now there there was one movie where it was, uh, yeah, his like other aliens came down, but then they never mentioned it again. Yeah. I think maybe they backed off of that. (laughs) Loved that movie so much when it came out. I remember seeing that in the theater and thinking, well, I love the Muppet TV show. And then the songs in it, Oh you my know, god, Paul Williams is a genius. Rainbow yeah. Connection and yeah. honestly, I'm it's going to go back there someday is like one of my favorite songs, if not my favorite song in life, not just like in kid life or Muppet right. life or Paul Williams life. Like I think it's an amazing song. It's it the lyrics are phenomenal. The lyrics of it, you're just yeah. like this is so hopeful and beautiful and yeah. and, yeah. and the, it's a great movie. That's what the movie was about. That's I remember so I saw good. the movie so many times in the theater. And and would love to have seen it on a big screen. It was it was totally magical, and I got to interview Dave because I sort of te- I sort of became that person who was like I'm interviewing him. So now every time, <laughs> it's me. but um, but that's kind of how I started the Q and A or just the interview with him was um, there, I had forgotten about this line, but there's this line at the end where Doc Hopper, played by the amazing Charles Durning, of course, is you know it's, it's a showdown in that mm-hmm. western town and. Um, and Kermit's kind of trying to be pacifist and, you know, get Charles Durning over to his side. And he's like, you know, we're just this group that, uh, this is like my hint at a Kermit the Frog voice, but like, oh, we're just this group that kind of had the same dream. And I guess that dream makes us kind of like a family. And so I was so moved by that line. And that, and so when we started, I said, I feel like that line kind of sums up what it must have been like to work for Jim. And he was like, yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Like we grew this dream of, because there just wasn't anything like the Muppets. Nothing. Really, you know? Mm -hmm. And they grew it all together. And all these people came together that like had this weird love of puppetry. Like on Ed Sullivan, it was like a, like Kermit the Frog Mm -hmm. started. Like it was a long time There's some amazing old footage of like Mm -hmm. original weird kooky stuff that Jim Henson Mm -hmm. was doing. It's, amazing on its own i mean you really yeah. see oh his brain worked differently 
Like the fact that it was able to funnel into something that everyone fell in love with is Mm -hmm. also remarkable in its own right. Because some of the stuff he's doing, you're like, he is so out there. Right. It's awesome. I mean, even the stuff that people don't know about as much, like the Storyteller is an amazing Mm -hmm. um, series. And there weren't that many of them, but Mm -hmm. they're really good. John Hurt narrates these Mm -hmm. fairy tales. And, you know, Jim Henson, they made all the creatures and the characters. And it was amazing. But even like Labyrinth. I love Labyrinth. It's such a great movie. So great. Yeah. What else did you guys show? Uh, then we did. Well, we've been doing this thing with Doug Benson, um, where he interrupt. He does the Doug Benson movie interruption, and he interrupts the Twilight series. So we made it to Twilight Eclipse, so the third movie. Wow! And I think we're going to try to do the fourth and fifth sometimes soon. Also, it's I've seen Fest. every single one of those films. I only saw the first one. I think I saw it. That's like, why it's, that's an achievement yeah. that you got through that many yeah no it's really a survival thing yeah. uh, <laughs> everyone's excited and now I think people are invested so they do keep coming back and like that part of you that wants the completion of I watch Doug Benson interrupt every single time <laughs> um, so that was really fun and then uh, and then at night we had um, an office space screening which it's the oh, 15th yeah. anniversary oh, of office space great. which made me feel like oh I thought that just came out so yeah. that's how you know you're getting old um, <laughs> but uh, and Stephen Root came and um, and didn't it did a Q&A afterwards, but also kind of did the intro as Milton, his character, like oh, cool. did the you know, stammering, stuttering. <laughs> and then also we had a costume contest, which we sort of like, we kind of threw it out there almost like you can take this seriously or not. Just mm. kind of like pile on your flair and come to the mm-hmm. da 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 so that it could just be also people being like, I'm not dressing up. But a bunch of people came wearing like green and white striped shirts with suspenders with flair oh, on great. it. People were dressed up as Gary Cole's character, <laughs> holding coffee mugs, sipping coffee <laughs> mugs, sipping coffee. And, uh, and then we had like, a, Stephen had brought this beautiful huge huge poster they had signed and yeah we did a, a applause contest where you know this guy who actually really was the spinning image of Gary Cole um, awesome. won and it, yeah it was really really fun and a great opportunity to see I can't say that for Eclipse but another movie <laughs> that you know was just great to see at a huge theater with um, hundreds and hundreds of fans who know the movie back and oh, forth yeah, yeah. you know so every time a new character comes out it's like Diedrich Bader has this amazing character he plays in the mm-hmm. film and the second you even hear his voice everyone breaks out in spontaneous mm-hmm. applause and that's a really great that's so fun reminder of like why it is fun to go to the movies and see something right. on it's mass it's a community event yeah instead mm-hmm. of just seeing it at home so yeah awesome yeah, it was um, really fun all right. Well, let's. Uh, what do we got coming out on the DVDs? We've got Amazing Spider-Man Two. All right. Um, I have yeah. to say Skipped this. It. Didn't see it. I have to say this didn't movie. Um, <laughs> I will say this movie didn't surprise me. It right. was uh, just as bad as I thought it would be. Like, and I went in thinking, well, maybe it'll be a little bit. No, it's terrible film. Um, if you've missed it, you did yourself a favor. I mean, the thing. I, I know it's like broken record here, but. When you put it up against all of these other amazing Marvel movies, it makes it worse. Yeah, exactly. Like, really? You can't get even part of this right yeah, at it, all? And it, it, it just compounds it. Guardians of the Galaxy just came out. Yeah. It was an amazing film. And you're just like, what, are you, what are you You're doing? getting every bit of this wrong. How are you? Literally. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, I, did After Dark take over? Yeah, yeah. They managed to put, uh, put those executives in charge of the, uh, yeah, the Marvel movies oh, at man. Sony. I can't even... I, I can't even say, oh, yeah, watch it on DVD. Yeah. It's, it's just too much of a no, bummer. No, it's, it's, it's so bad. It's a waste of time. Would yeah. you say, if you're jonesing for that, you just go back to the Tobey Maguire movies? Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. first two. Just exactly. watch those again. If you really want to watch Spider-Man on the big screen, watch the first two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man Don't movies. watch the third one. Yeah, not the third one. But if I had to, if I had to pick... <laughs> Don't watch the third <laughs> one of five movies rolled into one movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That was brutal. Um, Fading Gigolo. Now... We haven't saw this, but we had we had uh, we did have a guest on um, that had seen this film with uh, John Turturro, uh, the, who directs it, and uh, and Woody Allen stars in it. Yeah, yeah. what? So, yeah. Oh God, mm-hmm. I don't even know anything about this. It, it kind of came and went. This movie it very wasn't limited out release for very long. But well, this I'm is, sure the timing is not amazing for something starring Woody Allen. Right? No, I think that was a big and it was last year too, so it was yeah probably. Yeah. yeah, couldn't have been worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I heard it was uh, pretty good. I haven't seen it yet. I do want to see it. You know, it's supposed to be one of these films that's that's really it's it's really John Turturro's movie apparently, and for numerous reasons, obviously he, sure. he wrote and directed it. But um, I've heard good things. Did he also wasn't didn't he do that one that was like the theater? It was a movie. Was that was that his movie? 
I remember his sister was in it. He was in it. I thought he wrote and directed it, maybe. It was this movie about like a, a theater company um, that I kind of liked. It was, it was very oh, I don't know. sort of romantic and sweet, a little bit like sort of the magic of theater kind of that I'm forgetting um, right now. Was it Sorry to put everyone on the spot. <laughs> I promise it was it? not. I think he did. Let's go into this. Was it? Um, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's like one word. Passion, passion. No, no. Illuminata. Mm-hmm. Illuminata. Ah, Illuminata. Illuminata. Yeah. That. I need to check that out again because I saw it in the theater and I feel like I remember kind of loving it, but maybe I would hate it. That came now. out in 1998, Illuminata, and um, with Leo Bassi, Henry Behar. Again, just a few years ago. Mm-hmm, right, just the other day. <laughs> He's directing another movie so soon yeah. after his last movie came out. <laughs> oh, 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 cool. All right, yeah, Illuminata. See that. And uh, the next one is Only Lovers Left Alive. This is the Jim Jarmusch um, artsy vampire movie. I think Tilda Swinton is in it. Yeah, Tilda Swinton. So I have not seen this one yet. And Tom Hiddleston. Mm-hmm. And Mia Wachowski. Close enough. <laughs> A depressed musician reunites with his lover through their romance, which has already endured several centuries. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because they're vampires. All right. Well, Jim Jarmusch is a, either you really dig his stuff or you don't. So if you're a Jim Jarmusch fan, you're either going to be on board or you're not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you're not like, if you're like, I don't know about Jim Jarmusch, then this is this movie's not going to change your mind. Not, <laughs> right. This movie is not for you. Yeah. Um. um let's it's like start. Sid and Nancy if they were vampires. Exactly. That's that was a, the pitch. That's weren't they though? <laughs> In a way, kind of. <laughs> Reverse ones, right? heroin vampires. That's right. <laughs> Reverse ones. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but I agree. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. Um, okay, coming out this week, Sin City. Sin City, a dame to kill for. Um, how many Sin City's movies have there been? Is this the third one? I believe it is. Was the um, second one something that really got as promoted as this one? Well, the second one was really The Empire Strikes Back of Sin City. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. No. Uh, these movies... Um, I super I can't enjoyed remember. the first one. So I did I, but I, I've read all the graphic novels, too, and they're really good. I think one of the issues is, is you know, Frank Miller is such an amazing artist and writer in comics. When he gets into filmmaking, whether it's writing or directing things have a tendency to fall apart mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, so uh, I'm not sure about this movie. I mean, I love the I love the whole world that he's created. I love, you know, the graphic novels. I love the cast. So I'm going to go into it with an open mind because I really, I want to like it. But And it is we'll kind see. of like, a, I think it's, you're probably better served seeing in the theater, right? Yeah. This like, one, yeah, yeah. Yeah. These are, they're ultra stylized. Because whatever's uh, terrible about it will be more obvious to you if you're watching right. it at home. So now... Robert Rodriguez, he's he's been directing them, but I think it's like he co-directs it with Frank Miller. This one, uh, yeah. Uh, to me, I just loved those co- those graphic novels so much that I got to see them on the big screen. So I just i i forgave any because I like the first the indiscretions one too. of it. I just yeah, was like, yeah. awesome! I get the, they're bringing these awesome these graphic novels that when I first read them was like, oh, like these were so intense and it's it's i remember film noir pulp oh it's everything and, yeah yeah and today I, I just i love it and so i'm and the way he shoots them too the way rodriguez shot them is like he actually makes some of the uh uh comic book panels mm-hmm. literally come mm-hmm. to life not, not like an interpretation of no that's exactly what it looked they like on the, uh, the on the page on the screen yeah. and yeah. make it move um <laughs> i remember seeing the first movie it was uh our daughter had just been born, and um, we, Audrey and I hadn't gone out in a long time. We were like, you know, let's just go out. Let, let's go to dinner. We'll go to a movie. You know, we got family in town. Great. So we go out, and we see Sin City. This is the movie. And about halfway through, when the ultra-violence kind of kicked in, my wife just looked at me like, this is the movie you take me to the one <laughs> night that we get to go out? <laughs> uh, so that I can have PTSD. Yeah, when exactly. <laughs> Date night, honey. Yeah. Yeah. So we both liked it. And uh, oh, yeah, that's what keeps so, America. God, I just really forgot there was. This, I seriously thought this was the second one. What is the? I like so wait, don't remember this. I think there's a. Yeah, I think. There, but now that you're saying three. that, I feel like Mike. Yeah, you're right. Mike, like a Sin was, City too. Yeah, I don't remember being in the theater even. Um, hold know. on, I'm gonna. We're gonna get to the bottom of this. Sin City, uh, the hard goodbye. Oh no, that was a short. Oh, why this is so. Hmm. 
Maybe it is the second one. Well, you look that up. I will say that I've never been less surprised by the addition of an actor to a cast than Eva Green. (laughs) (laughs) You see her in the preview and you're like, oh, of course. (laughs) There's Sin City and then A Dame to Kill For. There was another one, though. I could have sworn there was another one. Uh, Maybe Frank Miller wasn't involved in the second one. This is driving. There's fans are screaming. I know. Right. This is, right I feel like just type into Google Sin City movies and see what okay. comes up. Okay. <laughs> but there, yeah, I'm gonna see. I definitely am gonna see it in the theater. Oh, Even the, though yeah. I and I and I do have issues with the sort of like I I want to feel like the sexism is like it's all in good fun right. because you know we're <laughs> lampooning da da da. But I am getting to an age where I feel like I'm less flexible on that stuff. Right. And so it's interesting to see movies like this because I feel like I'm making an agreement with myself that I'm not sure I'm comfortable doing, but I'll still see it. <laughs> yeah. All right. No, nothing? No, so maybe it is the huh. uh, second one. Yeah. It's just the second interesting. one. So I think also what we might be thinking of, too, is Frank Miller directed a movie called uh, The Spirit. Right. which was shot kind of in the same kind of green screeny yeah, style that was. kind of felt yeah. like, and now that I'm thinking about it, kind of felt like a Sin City movie. It. Yeah, the spirit, that's I exactly right. It. Okay. Never mind then. This is the second Sin City All movie. All right, everybody. <laughs> We're not editing any of this. Yeah. Yeah, enjoy the debate and <laughs> the ignorance. What it, that's what it's all about in real time. <laughs> that's what podcasting's all about. Yeah. Wait, what? what? Wait, yeah. You get to listen to the correct uh, things and the mistakes. I only wish that your time. keyboard would have been louder so they actually could have heard the clackety clack of you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay. I'm going to see this. Are we all going to see it? We are. We're going to see it tonight. We're all going to see it. We're all going oh, tonight? Oh. oh, we have plans? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Interesting. Who's driving? Okay. <laughs> no, I'll drive. I've got, I'll just have to move the car seat. Okay. Yeah. Right. I, I'm in. Yeah. Right. We all live in the three furthest corners of That's Los correct. Angeles. <laughs> we did it. We really right, triangulated we'll, that. We'll meet in Culver City. Perfect. That's actually a good plan. Yeah, that's good for you. <laughs> yeah. Hey. And maybe you. I'm losing on this one. <laughs> Let's go to the Arclight Pasadena, everybody. Oh, yeah. see, this is why we can never see movies together, Janet. This happens every time. We'll go to the Arclight Hollywood. That would work. Oh, worked very well for me. It's like five minutes away. All right. Fair enough. All right. And then Neil will come too. Cent- here, no, Century City. That's where we go. Ugh. Oh, Jan, I got mad. <laughs> <laughs> Tired mad. <laughs> the only kind of mad you can get when you think about driving in LA. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right. Well, that is our episode, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much um, for listening. Is there anything else we got to talk Yeah. You know what? I want to ask Janet about uh, Legend of Korra because, as you know, oh, right, right. the whole family is big fans of that mm-hmm. show. Um, but the last couple episodes disappeared from our television. We uh-huh. didn't get the same. Did something happen with Nickelodeon? Did they yeah, pull it? Yeah, they pulled it off. They pulled it off of television because the overwhelming majority of our viewers didn't want to sit through i guess huge banner ads for spongebob and like loud barbie commercials and commercial interruptions so um we get millions and millions of downloads online and what they had done i'm trying to make sure i know this stuff from what mike and brian were telling me like when we talked about it at comic-con but basically what they did was because it's such a huge show for them they tried to punish all of that. Now, now, all due respect to Nickelodeon, I don't mean that in a mean way, but they try, I think that what they did is they pulled it off of everything digital and only made it available on television for this for the third season. Mm-hmm. And people just watched pirated versions of it. Um, and so then they had then they reacted with the absolute reverse and pulled it off television and put it everywhere only on digital. So that's so it's going so to live after on dark. Executives are now in charge yeah, exactly, of Nickelodeon too. Exactly. <laughs> it's not. It was not the. I mean, optimally, we wanted people to be able to have both options, but well, for yeah, some I reason, mean, Nickelodeon just like had a very averse reaction to making it only available on television, and then the viewers being like, "Well, no, I'm not going to watch those commercials. What about? Like, I want to see it on. What about the other television shows um, on the planet? Right. Aren't they both on television and on I know, digital? I know uh, it's weird because it's weird. we. We, I didn't even know the new season started just because the DVR knew and mm-hmm. we started watching it. Mm-hmm. And then, because uh, that's how we watch it. We watch it, you know, as the yeah. DVR records it, we watch it. And then uh, all of a sudden I'm like, wait, where are the other episodes? Yeah. And then I do a search and nothing's coming up. It's like it's disappeared yeah. from television. So now, it's on, how do it I? It just how, lives online. So you can, so can see I watch it at Nick.com or just anywhere. The digitally. full episode. The only thing I don't know if they've made a deal with, again, because it's so, ing- it's a it's a little weird. It's very business 
driven. It's like, because our, for example, our season two, well, (laughs) it is, but it's like weird because like our season two, like they don't have it. I don't, I think that they're having some kind of weird thing with iTunes where they're like fighting because like our season two finale is one of the most downloaded television episodes in iTunes period. Wow. So I think they got they got into some kind of bending war. I don't really know, but I know now that DVDs? I don't think it's available. They haven't made the season three DVD that I know of yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can watch it on Nick.com. I'm, okay. I'm I'm pretty sure you can watch it on pretty much every other digital um, platform ex- except iTunes because I think they're still working that out. And it's weird. Television. It's a weird situation. It's like the most like this incredibly successful show that has cr- that that has now been messed up in terms of how it gets delivered to people. It's fascinating because the other thing too about Nickelodeon is it's it's a more, um, uh, it's a higher age show than like the people who are watching SpongeBob right. aren't necessarily right. watching. It's like, the only show of its kind on the network. Right. And I think that was also a miss, a, a weird a, thing a for them. And that's why they them. were like, well, maybe we should just, you know, put it all out Because they're also digital. saying that like college kids are watching it. Really? Oh, for yeah. sure. Oh yeah. my God. When I do yeah. conventions, the majority of people there, and there's hundreds and hundreds of people who just come to even like a panel with me, which seems absurd. Uh, <laughs> but like, um, yeah, there are people in their 20s, 30s, 40s. Right. Yeah, it's not like a, it's not really a kid's show. Um, it's like, it's more like one of those shows that it's like kids can enjoy along with, you know, adults and, and college kids. Because yeah. it's, and it's beautiful animation too. And they, I, I actually did a little research on it, and I was looking. Um, it's like a new animation studio in Korea that this is like their only credit. That yeah, and like a they couple are other things. Meticulous and but, devoted. To and this it's show. it's so smooth and it's so detailed. It's like really good animation. So when you're watching this show, you realize, oh, this show obviously costs some money. So we should pull it from the network. I know. That's <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. I, uh, so, if well, anyone from Nickelodeon know. PR is listening, guys, I did the best I could to represent <laughs> what happened. Oh, you didn't make it easy for me. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't make it easy for me to totally understand why. Um, well, at least now but there I is know an amazing to... video game also. Oh, okay. That just been, that. That's just come out. That's oh, okay. phenomenal. Like it looks like you, like if you ever watched animation and or a show and been like, I wish mm-hmm. I could just jump into that and like be a part of it. That's what they successfully did. Oh, cool. It's well, that's good crazy, to know too crazy for cool. Christmas. Yeah. You know? But uh, yeah. well, now I know so we can watch the final episodes. I'll just um, pull them up on the, we'll just huddle around the iPad and finish uh, watching yeah. the series. Huddle Do you have an around. Apple TV? Yeah. yeah no, no Apple yeah, TV. Well, I guess, yeah. Hmm. Or we'll just buy an Apple TV to watch four episodes of a cartoon. (laughs) I do like an Apple TV, guys. (laughs) I love Apple TV. Yeah. Oh, is there a Nickelodeon app for the PlayStation, perhaps? Maybe. Mm. Maybe. All right. Figuring it out. But it's just cool because you can watch all the stuff you would watch on your computer. You can just basically share with your Put it on the TV. Yeah. Yeah. Apple TVs are great. All right. Let me think about it. Let us know <laughs> on, on the air. Let us yeah, know by next see. week. Hold on. I uh, assume pause. you want me back next yeah. week. That's weird. Back to back. But, but okay. You know, um, marketing and um, executive choices aside, it's a phenomenal show, and Thank we you so really. Much. Yeah, I'm so it, proud it, to be a part we, of it. We enjoy it. I mean, it's one of those shows. Like I said, that like I watch it, my wife likes it, and my both my kids. I mean, literally six and nine can't wait for the next episode. That's great. So it's fantastic. Cool. I think one of my nieces just started watching it. Who's going to be six soon? She, All right. Just Love getting it. in there early. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Do it, Cora. Well, guys, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, it's a pleasure. Where I can, love coming on. Where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Janet Varney. Um, the JV Club has a Facebook page. I think if you just go on Facebook and type in the JV Club, you'll get there. Uh, my website is JanetVarney.com. I feel like maybe the last time I updated that was a year ago. Uh, but it does have links to everything that I do that's current. So, Sweet. Well, thank you so much. And uh, guys, of course, come see JV Club at the Los Angeles Podcast Festival. Oh, yes, yes. The whole weekend, September 26th to the 28th. And let's say you live in another country and you can't uh, make it out for the festival. We will be live streaming. Live. That will, be, that will be up uh, very shortly. We're going to have those tickets mm-hmm. available. Awesome. Yeah, but you can just buy those Day of, if you literally need. day of, day. we'd prefer you buy them early. <laughs> yes, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes. Um, but you could buy them day you of. Could buy them. Uh, all right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I will be in um, China. In China, I'll be in Hong Kong the twenty fifth through the thirtieth doing shows, um, and then we'll be in. Let me make sure I got all these dates correct. Then I will be in Beijing September first through the fourth. And uh, Shanghai, September 5 through 6. So check that out. And 
of course, headlining the improv in Hollywood, California, September 13th. That's a 10 o'clock show. Chris will be on that show. and uh, That'll be a great show. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. And uh, if you use coupon code GRAM, you get two tickets for 10 bucks, I think. Oh, that's oh. cool. Isn't how, that can fun? You, how can you go wrong? You can't. You cannot you can't. go wrong, Chris. Mm-mm. And then I'll be headlining the improv, uh, excuse me, Zanies in beautiful Rosemont, uh, Illinois, uh, September 17th through the 20th. And Wednesday, Thursday, if you wear your Palm Strike shirts, I think you get in like for free. Uh, and then if you use coupon code Elwood, I think you get in for five bucks. Um, so check that out and uh, go to the PodFest. That's all of our stuff. Um, like us on Facebook, you guys, the Twitter. All and also, that. I don't, oh, we wanted to let you know the um, summer movie preview is available in iTunes, mm-hmm. that episode that uh, it made it over there. And also, a lot of you don't know that we actually have an app in the App Store mm-hmm. for um, iPhone, Android, and you actually get a little bonus content. Each guest talks about a movie or does a recommendation. Mm-hmm. And, and you get a PDF of the show summary. And you can stream the episodes. You don't have to download them so they don't take up space. And the entire back catalog, exactly. Mm-hmm. So check that out, you guys. All right, thank you once again to Janet Vardy. Oh, uh, thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and her and her cornucopia of voices. That, <laughs> that, that I didn't know if any of that was going to happen. Glad it did. <laughs> um, so uh, my name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han, Han shot, shot first. first.